We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. It's the most consequential governmental task force you've likely never heard of. The Baltimore Regional Water Governance Task Force is charged with figuring out how Baltimore's gigantic water and sewage system should be governed. It is the city's largest and most valuable asset by far and delivers water to nearly 2 million customers in Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and surrounding counties. Over the past several months, the task force of city, county, and state officials has met to discuss control of the system. And last Friday, the task force released a draft report of recommendations by WSP, the consultants working with the task force. The report will be reviewed at the task force's meeting on January 8th before final recommendations are to be made at the end of January to Governor Wes Moore, the State General Assembly, Mayor Brandon Scott, County Executive Johnny Oshevsky, and other officials. Bill Henry, Baltimore City's controller, chairs the task force. He joins us now to talk about the recommendations and what comes next. Welcome back to the show, Controller Henry. Thank you. Good morning, Sheila. The draft report recommends transitioning control of the water and sewage system from the city into a new regional authority led by a board that would include officials named by city, county, and the governor. Is that the position of the task force also? Uh, I, I don't think that is the way we could con could, could construe it right now. Um, and also, I just wanted to be, uh, to be completely clear um, on behalf of the task force, and I say this because I did actually have other members of the task force reach out to me about this over the weekend. Um, we're, we're trying to make it clear that the draft report was not released by the task force. The draft report was released by the consultants, WSP, that um, the city and county engaged to help the task force do its work. But because the task force itself did not have the opportunity to review the draft report prior to it being released on Friday, in fact, task force members did not even receive their copies until after it had been publicly posted. Um, I think we are going to ask that it, it not be said that the task force released the report. Well, but it came out of your office with uh, a press release from you stressing that it was not a final recommendation, but um, but it did come th sort of through your hands. So what it, what it, are it your did. thoughts? Yeah, we, that's why our that's why our press release said we have received this report from the consultants. We are now going to read it, um, and we have actually scheduled an additional meeting of the task force on uh, January 8th. Uh, it'll be in the evening. Uh, it'll be a public uh, virtual meeting like the last one. Uh, we have scheduled an extra meeting specifically so the task force has more time to uh, discuss and deliberate over the information that was um, placed in the draft report. As, as some people noted, um, we did not vote uh, at the end of our uh, previous meeting, the, the fifth meeting. There had been some people who expected us to take a 
initial vote on the uh, recommendation that the consultants had provided then. And um, it was, I think, very clear from the task force members who spoke that um, the task force does not feel like um, it was ready to make a, the, a level of commitment to a particular recommendation. And um, the draft report that came out on Friday, I would say was um, just a very clear, very detailed, very explicit um, report on what information the consultants had provided to the task force over the past few months and um, a, um, a, a very explicit um, and, you know, moderately articulate uh, version of the recommendation that they made orally at the fifth meeting. But uh, to say that the task force has, um, you know, agreed to it uh, to any extent at this point, I think that's premature. That's Baltimore City Comptroller Bill Henry, who chairs the Baltimore Regional Water Governance Task Force. Here on the record on WYPR, I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking about the future of Baltimore's water and sewage system. Well, are we perhaps quibbling over an, a, a, a distinction without a difference in the sense that the task force has such a tight timeline if this is the option that's been most studied and the option that the consultant says, look at this and you pass on to the public, is it not effectively the future? I, I think, I mean, and this is where I'm going to be very clear to be speaking for myself um, and not the, the task force as a whole, but um, having listened to the individual responses of other task force members during um, the process, having um, had um, additional briefings and conversations with uh, both WSP, the consultants, and staff for uh, city DPW and um, for the, the county. Um, I, I think what uh, we're, we're looking at is we're looking at a a two-prong uh, solution, uh, or and possibly uh, as detailed as a as a two-stage recommendation. Um, even if we um, come to um, to all agree and have a consensus that, in order to address the county's concerns about having direct involvement in the running of the system. And that the only way to do that is through an authority. Even if there is consensus on that, uh, there it, it has been clear this whole time that there are many aspects of the due diligence for setting up such an authority that just cannot be done in the time frame that was made available to us by the General Assembly. So. Um, and and the, the easiest example I can point to is um, both state law and city and county charters would need to be changed um, just to legally allow a third party to be running uh, the water and wastewater system that the city owns and currently runs. Um, 
I, I, I can't imagine that we could do all of the other due diligence that allows all of us to have a comfort level moving forward with that in time to get uh, charter amendments onto the ballot um, by next July, uh, which would what would be um, necessary in order to have charter amendments passed um, next fall at the November general election. If we start from the assumption that we can't hit that deadline, then we have two years before that opportunity is again available, which means on a practical level, even if we were going to recommend an authority, even if um, all the um, involved stakeholders agreed that's the way we should move forward, um, it would take us three years to do all of the due diligence and um, and prep work to make that happen. So you're saying even if everyone agreed on setting up a regional authority, it would take three years just for the legal changes and the implications of that? As such, it would behoove us to have a short-term recommendation, uh, something that we can uh, do to improve the situations um, that we're trying to improve now over the course of the next three years, something that wouldn't take that long to actually do. And in, in the parlance of the consultants, we were we had narrowed it down to um, an option C, which is the intermunicipal agreements that um, are essentially how we currently govern the water and wastewater system. Um, or option E was a regional authority of some type. I can definitely see a situation where the task force recommends that we make some very specific changes um, to the intermunicipal agreements and maybe some other internal changes to how the water and wastewater system is run by the city. Things that could be done either um, by simple policy change or local legislation. Um, and try to improve the running of the system in the short term as a variant to option C while we continue to um, work our way down the checklist of things that have to be done before we can say, yes, we could do a regional water authority. We have to take a short break in our conversation with Baltimore City Comptroller Bill Henry, chair of the Baltimore Regional Water Governance Task Force. When we're back, we hear from a critic who says a regional authority model would be detrimental for Baltimore City. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. 
The pipes, water mains, and sewage plants Baltimore City owns and operates serve nearly 2 million customers. That system is the most valuable asset the city owns. But the future of who runs the water and sewage system is unclear. Under a law passed by the state legislature, the Baltimore Regional Water Governance Task Force began meeting in September to discuss whether there should be changes in how the massive system is run, and if so, what should change. Bill Henry, Baltimore City's controller and the chair of the task force, is with us. He told us that a regional authority, the governance model recommended by consultants working with the task force, faces many obstacles and could take years to be set up, even if the task force and other stakeholders reach agreement that it's the right structure. Controller Henry, describe as briefly as you can what a regional authority would look like to customers. Okay, so you you actually had already touched on this. The, the idea of an authority is you'd have a, a third-party, quasi-governmental, nonprofit uh, entity that would um, be leasing the water and wastewater system from the city and would be responsible for ongoing operations, daily maintenance, things like that. Um, the, the likelihood, and I wanna stress this part because this is where we start to get into the, the checklist of due diligence, the likelihood is that to an outside, to any individual customer, um, it would just look like, well, now you're getting your bill from the, you know, Greater Baltimore Water Authority or whatever it ends up being called. Um, now you're getting your bill from them instead of from the city, but you're still just getting a bill. And um, the employees that currently work uh, in the city or in the county for um, their respective public works would now be employees of, um, of this third party authority. That's from the perspective of the customer, you wouldn't see anything substantially different. Um, you'd have a different phone number to call when you have problems. Um, but the where the governance issue comes into play is that right now the governance of the water and wastewater system is uh, pretty, uh, it's, it's a pretty straightforward um, org chart, which is, the bureau head for water and wastewater reports to the director of public works who reports to the mayor and um, those three people at you know varying levels decide everything that happens with the um, the water and wastewater system because even the things like setting water and sewer rates or you know huge contracts that are being made even those things that come to the Board of Estimates for all practical purposes are still being decided by the mayor um, because the mayor controls the votes of the Board of Estimates. Um, with a regional water authority, the idea is you would have a larger board of directors um, for that authority and um, the, the mayor, the governor, and the um, county executives would all get to appoint people um, who are part of the board of the authority and who would approve those big policy decisions for water and wastewater going forward. Producer Sam Burmistaws spoke with Mary Grant of the advocacy group Food and Water Watch who, who criticized 
the draft report. She said the task force is getting ahead of itself. They have failed to address really profound questions about the process. They don't know the cost of it. They don't know how it will impact debt or workers or pensions. (laughs) There's so many outstanding questions that task force members at the last meeting said they were not comfortable recommending moving forward to a regional authority at this time. And yet, none of that was reflected in the draft report. Given these substantial unknowns, is the task force going to be able to to reach final recommendations um, in a little over a month? Well, the, the answer to that is I, I continue to hope so. But I would actually say that um, Mary's Mary's quote is um, you know backs up my assertion that uh, the draft report is not a draft report of the task of the task force um, exactly. You know, the fact that it does not talk about the concerns that task force members raised at the last meeting is uh, a great example of how the report is a report of the consultants, you know. And um, I, the, the only thing I would take issue with in terms of Mary's quote, which is generally um, spot on, is I wouldn't use the word failed, that the task force has failed to address these issues. I think the task force has been fairly upfront and um, candid about uh, acknowledging that the time frame that was provided to us by a combination of the legislature with its deadline for when the report is due and the entities that put the task force together just in terms of the fact that we didn't convene until September. Um, you know, the time frame simply did not allow a proper and complete examination of some of these issues that we all agree need to be addressed um, in order to uh, to say, yes, this would this is what we need to do, that uh, a regional authority would be great. You know, in the in the absence of figuring out how we're going to deal with existing debt. Just to, to go into detail on that one particularly important aspect of this, in the other examples that WSP shared with us, in places where uh, a, a water and wastewater system had converted into an authority, the way they handled uh, existing debt was the new authority just refinanced all of the existing debt into its name. But in, in this case, in our case, if we were to do that, we would be refinancing a lot of debt for both the city and the county, uh, mostly the city, uh, that you know, debt that was incurred over the last 15 years while interest rates have been historically low. And we would be refinancing it now while interest rates are substantially higher, which means um, you know, and anyone who you know bought a house in the last fifteen years and is you know sitting feels comfortably a, with a low mortgage in. rate, yeah, yeah, like they understand. Like if 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 you've got a three percent mortgage and you went to your bank to refinance right now and they told you, well, your interest rate's going to be nine percent, you're going to say, yeah, that's okay, um, and that's exactly how I think we would. Um, end up treating this if we had to pay hundreds of millions of dollars just to refinance the debt. 
um, I would say let's find another solution to making the counties feel like they're included in the running of the of the system. But it may be possible, and this is something that lawyers have already started working on. Um, it may be possible to to move forward with an authority without having to refinance the existing debt and just letting the city and the county continue to make the um, the, the well, we'll call them reasonable um, sized uh, debt service payments. But we won't know that for months, and we certainly won't know that before the January 30th deadline for giving the General Assembly its its report. If we had to provide a report with a recommendation that said, this is definitely how you should proceed, I don't know how anyone would expect that we could offer a recommendation of a regional water authority with that kind of blank check, given that most of what we have learned over the last several months is that there's a lot more that we need to learn before we can move forward with that. That's Baltimore City Controller Bill Henry, who chairs the Baltimore Regional Water Governance Task Force. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking about the task force deliberations on the future governance of the city's water and sewage system. Controller Henry, do you have the authority, the, the flexibility under your mandate to do the kind of two-step recommendation that you talked about? Can you give an interim report and keep working on this? Well, I don't know if we can keep working on this. I mean, I think that no matter what happens, this task force concludes its work when it presents its report on January 30th. But I fully expect that what's going to come out of this this task force is if you want to take this approach to solve your problem by a regional water authority, here's the thing you need to have more people looking into over the next two to three years. That would be a part of our recommendation. But I also think that it's very likely that the other part of our recommendation will be, here are the things you can do in the short term that we know are available to us and are things that can be done to improve many of the concerns that have been raised by the new gen report two years ago as to what the city's water and wastewater system isn't doing as well as it could be. I really appreciate your helping us understand this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Always happy to be here. Baltimore City Comptroller Bill Henry chairs the Baltimore Regional Water Governance Task Force. Public comments on the draft report of recommendations are welcome until 5 p.m. on Friday, January 5th, 2024. The next meeting of the task force is the following Monday, January 8th. We have links to the report and more information about how to make your voice heard at the On the Record page at wypr.org. On the Record's director and engineer is Ashley Sterner. Maureen Harvey, Melissa Gear, and Sam Burmas-Dawes produced the program. John Ahrens wrote and recorded the On the Record theme music. I'm your host, Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us, On the Record. Come back tomorrow. Thank you.